Hey there, welcome back to the Ben Learns About Everything podcast, a podcast where you can expand your knowledge and get to meet new people. Today, I have someone who works really hard here at Cornerstone University, bringing a lot of really good content to our social media, to our university, um, and is really a big advocate for um, the sports teams here. I've got a guest, Paige Clark, with us. <laughs> Hi. And today we're going to be talking about what she does, you know, her passions, and how she wound up there. So do you want to just take me back to when you first came to Cornerstone and what sort of a mindset you were in and what your goals were then? Um, and then we can talk about maybe how those have changed since you started a bit later. Yeah, for sure. So I came into Cornerstone as an elementary ed major. Um, I wanted to work with kiddos. Um, love kids. They're fantastic. But um, I was like going through all the classes, was loving it freshman year. And then sophomore year, um, I just had like this feeling in my stomach that like, I just wasn't supposed to be teaching. And I thought maybe if I just like ventured into a different like realm of education. Um, I also had a passion for learning disabilities. So like, um, so I had a meeting with that. And while I was in that meeting, I just felt like very unsettled I felt like I was going to throw up um during the meeting and so I just knew that like that wasn't what God was calling me to do um so I was in one of my comm classes with Jeremy Osborne who's now my advisor um and he does prayer requests which is probably the biggest thing that I love about Cornerstone um is that professors do that um but he asked like what we could be praying for and I had mentioned that I wasn't feeling settled with what I wanted to do with my life. And um, he said, well, I might sound a little biased, but I think you'd be a really good communications major. And I was like, well, you do sound very biased because you're an advisor for communications. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's sit down and have a meeting. Um, and so we did that and we just were like, we're talking and it allowed me to help understand what communication majors can do. Um, just like the realm of communications um, that Cornerstone has. We have three different part departments. Um, we have general communications, strategic communications, and broadcasting communications. And so I ended up picking strategic communications, and I have a minor in sports management. Um, and it's probably the best decision that I've made um, while being here at Cornerstone was to change my major and go into that field. Okay, that's really amazing, and I'm glad you went ahead and made the switch, and it sounds like it took a little bit of guidance, but, mm -hmm. you know, you, you landed on there. Do you want to describe the feelings you had a little more about your past, you know, major, and, like, mm -hmm. why that was so, like, you felt wrong, like, it, it didn't yeah. seem right, like, why do you think that was, and what yeah. was that like? Um. So, my entire life, I've been told that I should be an elementary ed teacher, that I should work with kids, um, and I was like, well, duh, I should be a teacher. Like, that is the only obvious answer to how I can work with kids. Duh. Um, and like I said, I was loving my classes my freshman year, and then first semester of sophomore year, I was sitting um, in the middle of technically like a creative class for elementary ed majors, and I just wasn't loving what I was doing anymore. That passion that I had originally um, my first year here just wasn't there um and I was talking to like some other students um in the program they were kind of talking about having the exact same feelings um and it wasn't because the program was was bad it was because we felt like we weren't being called um 
to do that job anymore and that was like really hard um that was probably one of the hardest um moments that I had and it really like questioned like it made me question um my entire life um and like kind of what God had in store for me um and so like I prayed a lot about it talked to my mom my mom's like you're crazy if you're going to change your major my dad was like you're crazy um like you should just like stick with it because like this is what you've been wanting to do your entire life. And I just did not feel good about the classes I was in, um, looking into the future and like thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing my entire life. Um, am I okay with that? And I just didn't feel okay with it. And so like that was really hard to process. And it took a couple of months for me to officially change into Stratcom with a sports management minor. Okay. It, it sounds like you, you know, really had to step away from what you, you thought you were mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, some ideas you had about yourself at that point. Where did you find the courage to, to change? You know, because yeah. it would have been maybe very easy to say, you know, maybe I'm just going through a hard time mm-hmm. and I'll just stick it out and see what happens. You know, yeah. like where did the courage come from to say, you know what, there is something else and I need to get out of this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, it was definitely super, super hard to, like, get through that. But honestly, talking to, like, the fellow students who were feeling the exact same way and just, like, discussing um, how our pasts brought us to, like, where we were at with being told we should work with kids because we work well with them, um, how we should be teachers and things like that, and just kind of, like, how we have other passions for things but we didn't think that we could have a future with that. And then also talking to my my current advisor about it um, was just, like, really helpful. Um, and, like, he sat down with me and, like, <clears throat> like helped me figure out, like, the things I love and the things I might not love as much um, and, like, helped me come to, like, realize that there are most definitely things I love about education, but also there are a lot more things I don't love about it that I don't want to be going into or working with um and obviously praying for to god and asking him for guidance was and like confidence to do that was like some of the biggest things but it definitely was not an easy decision um but now looking back like i don't know how i couldn't have said yes like quicker you Um, can tell that you know this was the right thing and i'm you know glad that you made the the decision so now that you're in strategic communications, mm-hmm. what does that look like? What have you been <laughs> diving into? It yeah. sounds like a really broad topic. Yeah. Um, so maybe compare it against other communications mm-hmm. and then dive into what's really unique about that as yeah. your major. Yeah, so we were actually discussing this in my capstone class, which is our senior um, seminar, I guess is the best way to put it. It's like a senior only class um, that we need to take for graduation. Um, and so we were actually discussing differences between strategic communications, general communications, and broadcast communications. Um, and so at Cornerstone, there's only three classes that are different for strategic communications and general comm. Um, but those three make up a huge, huge difference. Um, but um, most people for strategic communications are looking at running social media. Um, they're doing public relations special events and promotions, things like that, those are a lot of things that people with Stratcom majors are going into. Um, They are honing in, I guess is a good term, 
on certain fields with communication, specifically, like I had mentioned, social media, public relations, and um, special events. Um, compared to broadcasting, where you're like this over a mic, um, news, sports broadcasting, things like that. Um, and then general communications, I think, is probably like the widest, um, well-rounded program. Um, it just gives you a little taste of everything, but strategic communications allows me to hone in on the things that I enjoy, which is like social media, um, public relations is another good one, which I'll get back to later and how that affects my job here at at athletics, um, and how even getting into events has been, um, very interesting to do. Okay. That's a really helpful description of, you know, what is strategic comm versus the other ones. Mm -hmm. And so you, you went into strategic comm and then started working with athletics as well. Mm -hmm. How are the two related and what does your current job look like? Yeah. So like I had mentioned earlier, my current major is strategic communications with a minor in sports management. So that's how that sports aspect, um, works into things. Um, so I had my internship with athletics um, last fall, Um, really enjoyed it. I ran a lot of social media. Um, That was primarily what I did. Um, So doing game updates on Twitter, um, a few things on Instagram, Um, but it was just mostly running social media um, with the occasional um, taste of photography every once in a while. Um, But it was was definitely a lot of fun. the team that I worked with were super encouraging. They loved having me around, which was super um, great because I really wasn't um, sure how I felt about entering this world that like, I wasn't used to um, or really hadn't been a part of. Um, and so my current job at Athletics um, is technically um, a sports information student assistant, um, but I do a wide range of things. Um, I take photos, I run social media, I organize a Google Drive um, folder, I guess, that we have with all of our athletics things. Um, I help with our interns, I write articles for cross country, track and field. I also do WAC, um, like award um, articles, I guess is the best way to put that. Um, so, like, if a player on one of our teams gets, like, player of the week um, or runner of the week, I usually write articles for that. Um, and that's just been something newer that I've been doing. But I mostly take photos and run social media. Okay, you have a lot of different <laughs> tasks within yeah. that. And so, you know, also part of your job has got to be juggling all of the different mm-hmm. aspects of it. But it kind of boils down to, like you said, the social media, the mm-hmm. photography, and then a lot of, like, managerial Mm -hmm. kind of tasks um especially because you've been in it for a long time now you're almost one of the older you know uh influences there and so Mm -hmm. you can really kind of bring up new people um into that Mm -hmm. so let's dive into the first thing you talked about which is social media you know what were the things which were most important and Mm -hmm. you know which other people can learn from as well you know if, if someone else is trying to do a social media professionally what are things mm-hmm. you have to think about and you know what did that look like for you as well yeah so the first thing is um, the different platforms that you're using um, if you're using Facebook you're especially in terms of like for athletics it's much easier to think about these different um, realms that these platforms are in so for Facebook we mostly post things that are um, mushy gushy 
for the parents, grandparents, family members, um, they're longer posts and it's more um, so my parents can stay informed. Twitter is straight to the point. Um, we use it for updates for things, um, especially for game days. Um, but Twitter is straight to the point. Um, not a lot of mushy-gushy kind of things. Um, and then Instagram is kind of like a mixture of the two. Um, you can have longer posts. Um, last fall into the beginning of last spring, um, I did what I call the senior spotlight. So I had like, I like to call it like mushy-gushy um, student stories. So students talked about like what it was like for them to be in their senior year, how the athletic teams have impacted them, things like that. So it's more of like a heart jerker, I guess, in that aspect. Um, but really understanding like how to reach certain audiences with those different platforms is super important. Um, and also like what you post slash who you post is also very important. Um, as much as we love trying to get um, a little bit of everybody onto our social media, the best way that we get like the most reactions is by posting somebody that students know. Um, so if we're going to pick a senior, we try to pick a senior that most people know or that have been given lots of awards um, because that makes it easier. People are like, oh, I know who this person is. I'm going to reshare that because I support them um, in the races or in their games. Um, and so it's a little harder for some of those people who aren't as known um, because they might question, like, am I just not good enough? Um, like, why am I not on social media as much or why wasn't I reached out to to help with this project and that's probably one of the hardest parts of my job because I want everybody to like be able to see themselves and be like hey like that's me on CU Athletics um because I have heard from multiple students that like that's one of the best feelings is to see themselves on our social medias but that's also super hard when we're trying to get lots of results um and so like yeah, it's pretty hard to like make that choice of who to post um, because you don't want anybody to feel excluded. Um, but yeah, understanding the platforms and kind of picking the right people slash objects, depending on what you want to use social media for, um, are some of the key things um, to understand. I, I like what you said there a lot. And there's a lot of application kind of going into the business world, you know, so if I was you know, running a company, I might think about, you know, who are the, you know, poster, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. employees, you mm -hmm. know, and then you can almost kind of curate your content mm -hmm. with the same people mm -hmm. so that, you know, when people do see your posts, they kind of feel, you know, more connected and that sort of familiarity. How, how do you guys go about your frequency for posting? You know, is mm -hmm. it an everyday sort of thing or what does that look like? Um, so it kind of depends actually on the hour, I guess, sometimes, depending on the week. It Long answer or short answer, depends on the week. Um, if there's a lot going on that week, we post a lot more, um, but there are just some weeks where it's like super dead, so we're like scrambling around to find content um, to post, um, which is one of my fun assignments for this, um, this year is doing what I like to call weird holidays. Um, so it's like National Pancake Day or National Coffee Day. Um, so that way we have content to post when it's more like a dead week. Um, but we try to post as much as we can. 
um, but not so much that people are like, oh my gosh, like this is so annoying. Um, because we all have, we all follow that one account that always posts on Instagram and you just tap through because you just don't want to watch all of it. Um, but when it's game day, we post a game day po- uh, photo um, and, and or article for the team. Um, so people know one it's game day, um, that they should come out to events. Um, but also we do like for each account, we do, um, like graphics throughout the game. So it really depends like on the week and on the day. Um, but yeah, if it's more of a dead week, we try to post, um, at least once a day. Um, but it really depends on like what's going on. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of like a hard answer. Or like a hard right. question it, to answer because it it really does depend. Especially because what you're doing is sports, and sports mm-hmm. is you know rather seasonal. Yep. And especially games, you know, mm-hmm. it'll change year to year as well, mm-hmm. depending upon you know the scheduling and mm-hmm. how far the teams go and yep. and some of those things. So it's probably a lot harder to to answer that. But I I do just want to pick that apart a little more. Do you post on there every day, even if it's a slow week, or you'll post mm-hmm. once a week? I just wanted to clarify yeah, no, that we, one. Yeah, no, we try to post every day. Um, whether it's a picture of Coach E with a cup of coffee, being like, it's coffee day, or um, an article about a match from the other night, um, or somebody getting an award, we try to post something every day. Um, and we have different accounts, so like some of our actual like team accounts might not get posts every day, but our main athletics... Instagram for sure gets a post every day and like things are always happening so even when you think you might not really be posting that much um, like for instance just the other day we hired three new assistant coaches for baseball and we're like oh it's a dead day and then that happened you're like oh nope gotta write an article post it up Um, and then you write like another article for it about um, just like the different coaches and how they've impacted things and like there's always something going on um, even when you think it's a little bit more dead. Um, but yeah, we try to post every day. That's really good. And, and generally speaking, the more you post, the more awareness the mm-hmm. sites will get, you know, you can get more hashtags out there and kind of draw in, you know, a bigger mm-hmm. online community as well. So I think it's, it's really good how consistently, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are posting. That's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah. Um, so let's dive into the other end of it. You said you also do a lot of photography. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you get into that? What do you, like, what does that look like day to day? And how do you feel about it as well? Yeah. Um, so I told my boss, um, I was like, hey, I love running social media, but also I just want to see what it's like to take photos Um, I might not be the greatest, but I just want to try something else. I want to learn. I love learning things. Um, And so being able to um, learn how to do that well. Um, And I also, like Ben has said, I am a hard worker. I don't like seeing gaps in things and being like, I can learn this and help out with it. Um, And that's kind of why I have like so many different jobs is because I'm just so willing to like go out and learn different things and try to do my best at it. Um, So with photos, um, I do headshots for our media days for our team. So um, I set up the stations. I have each player come in, take their headshot, show them their headshot, retake it if they want it to be retaken. Um, But I do that for every single person, even with teams of like 70 people, like our baseball team. Um, 
I just filter them through. Yeah. Um, How do you handle that? Yeah. Sorry, 70 people. <laughs> yeah. is just, that's a really big photo shoot yeah, day. It's, it's um, huge. Um, media days can be very stressful, um, but you kind of figure out how to maintain your stress. But um, the best way that I've done that is I have a whiteboard. I have them write their first and last name, and I have them stand there with their whiteboard, with their name, look at me, and then um, as soon as they're done with that, um, I send them off to the next station, and like, if they miss a station, they miss a station. Um, depending on which one it is, we'll be like, "Hey, you need to get in here ASAP because we need your headshot, or we need a bio, or we need you to do this or that." Um, so, so to handle the huge number of people, mm-hmm. it really just comes down to organization, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and your mindset is just, you know, just keep going yep. right just keep going yeah. and yep. okay, so it. like to give another example um this past august we had four teams coming in for a media day we had our men's soccer women's soccer volleyball and our track and field cross country which is also another huge team um and that was just like hours upon hours upon hours um to get through and you just have to like just keep going um, we usually do like multiple teams at a time, um, whether it's like men's tennis, women's tennis, um, but we never really have like one set team that comes in. Um, so it's just like, okay, I have this team done. I'm going to make sure I have everybody and then I move on to the next team. Um, and honestly, the main thing for athletics just in general is that organizational key. And um, sometimes it slacks a little bit. Um, and you can sometimes tell which area is slacking that organization, um, but it is just also so important in the offices um, to have the de- that different organization. Um, but yeah, so that's one aspect of my um, photography job is media days. So headshots and action shots, um, which is just them standing somewhere posing with like a different object, whether that is a soccer ball, chicken nuggets which was one of my favorite ones that we did this year um or just staying there with their um year I guess like all the sophomores would come in they'll get a cute group photo um so media days is a huge thing that I have to do um but then game days is probably even bigger than that um so game days I get there 30 minutes before I make sure my camera is working um, batteries charged, SD card is clear, um, and depending on the sport, if it's outside, I go ahead and mess around with the different functions um, and settings for the camera and make sure that it's all set. And obviously, with outside, um, the um, settings will change. Um, I use manual mode, um, which gives it that more like, I guess, natural feel kind of better than like auto um, settings so I enjoy it more Um, but that's so like for soccer it's pacing up and down or finding one spot that works really well Um, and then depending on the sport um, will depend on when I run up give the SD card to whoever's technically in charge quote-unquote of the game and then getting the SD card back and then running back down so like for soccer I'll go up like 15 minutes before the first half is done and then run up give the SD card run back down clear it and then start all over again for the second half um, and I might choose a different spot so um, recently what I've been doing like for soccer which is one of the biggest sports that we've been doing right now um, for this season 
um, is I'll stand where our fans are. And then uh, for the other one, I'll stand out like where the dugouts are. So I have like a, just like a different perspective um, of where I'm standing. Um, for volleyball, it depends on the set. I usually go between like 15 or 20, depending on how we're doing. Um, and I'll give the SD card to whoever that is. Um, but I do that for every set. Basketball, same thing, kind of similar with soccer. Um, but yeah, so just the biggest thing is getting those pictures um, to whoever's quote unquote in charge of the game so that way they can use them for graphics. Um, but then also getting them to students as well is another thing that um, I've been doing for game day photos. Um, and that's really important. And that's like one of the biggest reasons why I enjoy doing what I do um, is because of like how grateful students are to get those pictures of themselves. Um, because like, yeah, we'll post things on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and you only see like 30 photos maybe, but for them to get all of the photos that I took from a game day, um, so that they have different things to post also just like means the world to them. Um, and that's definitely like what has made me the most passionate, I guess, about why I'm doing what I'm doing. So you're saying that it's the connection with the players and like, just, you know that you're bringing value to them. Yeah. Yeah. So like the connection is like a huge thing. Um, I love people. Um, I love getting to know people, learning about them. Um, and like also seeing like how they've improved things. So like one of the things about my, like being at the games, like taking photos is I'm seeing these things happening and capturing them. Um, and then I'm able to go back and be like, Hey, like, do you remember when you made that awesome save um, or you made that fantastic goal? And they're like, yeah, I do remember that. Like, thank you for remembering because like some people don't bring that up, especially to players that aren't as well known, but they make a fantastic play, but it's not as acknowledged. Um, and so like, I've made a lot of connections with people that way. And that's just been super awesome. Um, people have gotten to know like who I am so then they'll pose for pictures and that's always so much fun so like fans that maybe aren't athletes they get pictures I send them I send them those photos as well and they love that so much and it's just something that I've just enjoyed doing um but yeah like the joy that athletes have from like getting pictures sent to them um is just like incredible um, especially for some of our teams, like cross country track and field, tennis, golf, when we get those photos, they normally never see them unless we post them like on like an article or we do like an occasional like album on Facebook. Um, but like besides that, they usually don't see those photos. So when we're actually able to capture those photos and send them to those students, like they are just so excited about it. They're so happy. They love that somebody cares enough about them to get those photos um, to them personally. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And is the reason that they don't see those photos as much is just because they're of their team size or just the nature of the sport or yeah. you know, it's it's hard um, for like our smaller teams um, because they're smaller or their events aren't actually like at Cornerstone because we don't have facilities for it, um, but. A lot of our bigger teams, like, I guess, overshadow some of those smaller teams. And so if the team's doing really well, we want to post a lot about them. Um, if they're not doing so hot, Maybe we don't not. really want to post as much about it, which, like, sucks. But also it's about, like, getting that content 
um, and getting Cornerstone's name out there. Um, so it's kind of a win-lose kind of situation because you have some athletes that feel neglected, um, but then others are like, yeah, like our team's killing it this year and we're getting like notice, we're getting name value. Um, people are coming to Cornerstone to be part of our team, which is super awesome, but then other teams are struggling um, because they're not getting as much attention. And it's just, it's a hard situation to be in as somebody who has to take those photos and has to have some of those conversations with their friends because they're like, yo, like, why am I not, why am I not on something? Or why is there not as much attention for our team? And that's, yeah, that's a hard one to like have with people, but it, people have to be able to understand for a business perspective, why we have to make those choices. Yeah. You have your goals and, you know, whatever you do has to align with your mission statements mm-hmm. and, and everything. So I can understand why that can be, you know, a bit of a burden for, mm-hmm. for you. Um, thanks. Thanks for teaching us about that too. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of sum up what you've said so far. You said you started out in one major mm-hmm. and had a big shift to your new major. Now you're doing strategic comm mm-hmm. and that's been very exciting, yeah. you know, and You've also been doing a lot of your um, sports jobs, mm-hmm. which you have many of. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you've talked a lot about social media mm-hmm. and also photography. Mm-hmm. But do you have any sort of advice to give to people who feel like they're in the wrong place? You know, mm-hmm. that might be the wrong job or the wrong major. And, you know, mainly specifically for people who, who realize it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you, you realize that you're like, there's something not right here. Like... How do people get out of that? You know, especially mm-hmm. when there's a lot of external pressure saying, you know, what you're doing is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you navigate that? I think that's like kind of the core of your message. And I want to like mm-hmm. bring that out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely hard to like be in that space um, and have that feeling. But the biggest piece of advice that I can suggest is like, pray to God. Like, that's a very like cliche, like Christian answer. Um, but like follow that feeling and like pray to God about it. Um, because normally when I get those feelings, I usually push them aside, but I just had like this really big, like nagging feeling that like this really wasn't where I was supposed to be. Um, and like praying definitely like helped clarify that. Um, but also talking to other people, like not just your family, cause they're wanting the things that they think you're going to be good at, whether it's being a doctor or being a lawyer, um, they have an idea of what you should be doing and sometimes they're a little harder to convince that where you're going is where you want to go it took my parents um a little bit of time to like understand um one what i'm doing they still don't always understand what i'm doing um but like understanding that you have a passion and that you're following through with that um and like not being afraid to like follow through with that even though it makes no sense, like, whatsoever. Um, like, when I tell people I switched from education to communications, they're like, that's, like, the biggest turnaround, like, ever. Like, it's not even, like, in a related field. It's just a completely different thing. Um, so, yeah, pray to God. Um, like, don't be afraid. Talk to other people about it, especially if there's other people who are feeling the same way. Just, like, being very firm and, like, this is what I want to do. I know you don't understand it, but I am feeling called to this and like 
there's a very big difference between your work and your vocation. Um, your vocation is like your calling, um, which is one of the biggest things that Cornerstone like emphasizes on is that the job that you're going to do shouldn't just be work. It should be something that you are in love with, that you feel like God is calling you to, that also doesn't feel like work all the time. Um, and like I am very confident in the fact that what I am doing right now isn't just work. It's something that I feel called to do. I don't feel like what I'm doing is work all the time. In fact, like, I will, like, take the camera and I'll go take pictures and not get paid for it um, because I just enjoy it that much. Like, that's how much what of, like, what my job is that I enjoy. Um, and, like, it's great. Like, that's really how I know that I am in the right spot. And I could not be any happier about it um but yeah so standing firm um praying to god about it talking to others um and like trusting that like that feeling that you're having isn't just some random feeling like delve into it um yeah really like talk to other people um something that i've told other people is make a list of things that you're interested in um and then look at like different degrees i guess or departments that have some of those things that you love. Whether it's working with sports or working with people, um, working with college-aged people, um, working with numbers, props to whoever are the mathematicians. I hate numbers with my entire being, but somebody loves it. Um, and like just understanding like, what your passions are and how you can incorporate what you love into the job, the vocation that you want to do. Okay, I like that a lot. And I think like your passion really shows and then also will kind of show up in in your work as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think most people know what this sort of passion is and they just have to have the courage to take it? Or do you think people still have to figure out what it is sometimes? Yeah, so I think that's a trick question to be completely honest. So <laughs> some people understand things that they love um, but then they feel like they have to be stopped because they don't know how to further that passion into a job um, or into a degree. Um, and then there are others that are like, yeah, like I used to love this, but I don't love it anymore. Um, so like, why should I even look into that? Um, and that's like really hard because like I was a person who grew up playing sports and I loved watching like baseball and things like that, but I never thought that I would work with sports. So it never even like crossed my mind that I would want to work with athletics in any way, shape or form. Um, so like when I say like, think about the things that you love, I mean, think about all the things, whether you were five years old or for some of the older people, like you're maybe like 50 years old, like what are the things that you really love and how can you do that? Um, but some people are very, like, they feel like they're stuck. Because, like, I love this one thing, but where I'm at doesn't offer something for me to go into that. And that's really hard to, like, process that and, like, understand how to make what you're in love with into, like, a reality, into a job. Um, but then there are others who are like, I know exactly what I want to do with my life, and there's no question about it, like, whatsoever. And that's really awesome, too. Um... But yeah, that's also like kind of like a hard question to answer. But um, yeah, I think it depends on the person. 
for that answer. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's encouragement for both. You know, if you if you know where you're headed, then you need to find the courage to get mm-hmm. there. And I think if you don't know necessarily what's next, then I think you need to just start trying things, mm-hmm. you know, and the more you try things, the more you mm-hmm. can either remember what you love mm-hmm. or, you know, find something new that yeah. you can be passionate about. And yeah. so I think like just do some discovery, mm-hmm. you know, and then go ahead and make yeah. make the dive. Yeah, definitely highly recommend like discovery. Like if I hadn't been like, hey, I think I'm interested in taking photos or I think I'm interested in writing articles, I never would have found out that I actually do love those things. Um, and yeah, sometimes it can be a little tedious, but like testing the water, dipping your toe in every once in a while, like taking like that leap of faith, like, and just trusting that there might be some interest in that, like is huge. Um, so like with some of the interns that I have or that I work with have is, I don't have them. They're not really under my, under my bossiness, I guess. Um, but some of the interns that I work with. They're like, yeah, I think I might be interested in taking photos or doing video. Um, and so depending on who the person is, I'll just take off the camera, put it on them, like, go, like, try it. I can run social media for a little bit or I can do this, um, but try it. See what it's like. Um, and if you really have an interest in it, then, like, let's talk. And, like, I'll try to help you out so you can experience that more and learn that more. Um, because that's what my relationship was with my like current boss. He was like, you think you're interested in this? Cool. Except he just, him, my other boss just like tossed me in like, cool, Merry Christmas, go. (laughs) Um, but having that experience, like not everybody has that chance to say like in, like in their job, oh, I think I might be interested in working in finances instead of, I don't know, marketing. Um, they don't always get that chance to try that. Um, so, like, if you're a college student, like, try it. There are always, like, on-campus jobs or places around you that are willing to let you try something. And, like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's easier now to figure out the things that you enjoy rather than later where you feel like you're stuck in a spot that you have to keep going. And that's also, like, the difference, again, with work and vocation work is something that you feel like you have to do whereas vocation just feels very natural um so I guess that's another piece of advice is just test the waters of things that you think you might be interested in yeah that makes a lot of sense so yeah I really do want to thank you for you know teaching us a lot about the role of sports and mm-hmm. media and kind of I, I feel like you really encouraged everyone <laughs> in in a lot of ways to to go after things which they might not otherwise mm-hmm. have done you know things which you do have a passion for even if it seems a bit scary right Mm -hmm. just really reminding people like you know take the leap of courage Mm -hmm. and try new things you know and that's really how you're going to figure out um what you're looking for so i really do want to thank you for being on the show today and for teaching us so much